Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Warning. This week's episode of the Ace of Geeks podcast is spoiler heavy. Filled with speculations from Marvel's What If? Episodes 2 through 4. Appreciations of Marvel's latest film, Shang-Chi. And the fashion of Cruella. We also discussed the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home and Matrix Resurrection. Also, you should really get a Dropout subscription so you can geek out with us over Dimension 20. Not a sponsor, but we can dream. Welcome to the big warm hug of geekdom. And then at the end of Shang-Chi, when we realized the no! rosebud the whole time. <laughs> I really thought it was so weird when... I have taken when, off when, my when headphones. That big... We're not actually talking about it. So yeah, I, I, I... Go the, ahead, Jairus. Do, do the your spoiler joke. The turtle raised above the water and told Shang-Chi that it was his father. I just didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. and then it taught him energy bending. That's true. That's true. Oh, I thought we were doing like a never-ending story. <laughs> oh, the pits of infinite sadness or whatever. Oh, oh, I, man. Just, I just liked the part no. where Shang-Chi suplexed a train into Godzilla. Um, that you know, was I liked awesome. Shang-Chi a lot, but if that had happened, I would have liked it a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything about it. So we're going to divide this one up in half. Uh, Rowan has not yet seen Shang-Chi, so we are going to talk about something else first and then catch us in the back half of this episode. We also are not discussing spoilers, and I don't want to talk about um, Silu's body unless Rowan has also seen the movie and knows what he looks like without his shirt. Period. I mean, I feel like Rowan could just Google what he looks like without his shirt. Are we talking about the actor who plays Shang-Chi? Y- yes. Yeah. Okay. I have seen so many pictures. We are both <laughs> on Facebook, and we are friends. So, yeah, I have seen pictures of that honka-honk of a man. We just um, need to share... Sometimes we just need to share things of artistic value with you. It, yes, and his body is have, of art. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. He, he worked very hard on it. Uh, I may <laughs> have seen the uh, the movie while school was still in session on Friday, uh, so I could get as few people in the theater as possible. And I still felt so guilty about it. I haven't posted my thoughts on Facebook, yeah. but I did post a lot of thirsty pics. <laughs> we, we, we did exactly the same thing. We went in the yeah. middle of the day and a theater we knew wouldn't be crowded and spreads people out. And still, yeah. A, we felt both felt god awful yeah. about it and b mm-hmm. when i posted my thoughts on facebook all of the comments were about well i wouldn't feel comfortable going to a theater and i'm like you're right but i needed to get away from my house and and my life for just a couple of hours please it's also yeah. air conditioned in there and they're well, not releasing it on streaming house, so. 
Not so, for, yeah. but they are, but they are releasing it on streaming. This is the thing that I do think is nice. They are releasing it on streaming. Uh, something like forty-five days after release, as opposed Ooh, to like a year. That's so, like, quick. It won't okay. be that long until Rowan can watch it yeah. and tell us how much he loved it or hated it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I still haven't seen Black Widow, and I need to, so I can go back and Black listen Widow to is... our Ooh, most you know what... downloaded episode. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. not anymore. I think last week surpassed it. Really? Which... And I will point out, Dope. the common factor is that we are recording for less than an hour, so we got to be time efficient. Yeah, but we've got high, we've got high episodes that are anyway. You know what, y'all should watch that is free on Disney Plus right now. But what, what if, if they we told didn't? you? It's, oh no, no, Black Widow's still higher. You're right. Black Widow has almost two thousand downloads. Uh, this 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 was a surprise to me. How good this movie was. I think it was a surprise to Melee and I both. Cruella is great. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen oh, it. Oh, really? Cruella okay. is actually surprisingly good. And as the resident costumer of this group, oh my god, the fashion. <gasps> Everything is just fashion. I mean, like, even her, like, maid's outfit is just so impeccably done for, like, historical accuracy. And it's just... Mm, it was delicious, darling. Delicious. And I like, believe one of the producing people also produced The Devil Wears Prada. That would make a lot of sense that because there's definitely some sense. plot beats that are similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like the two Emmas are just divine and like they play off each other. Emma so Stone. What, who's the other Emma one? Thompson plays the The villain. The the villain of the movie. Oh and just right. And just enjoys every piece of scenery oh that she can possibly. Emma Thompson eat. is an incredible actor. <laughs> she yes. does. She does the the upper crust British thing of so well. speaking without moving your mouth. You that know, it's just so kind of like the, uh, oh darling, and but like <laughs> the amount of tone and like acting and feeling she gets without like changing her face. She'll just like slightly open her eyes more, like incline her head a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, I have been slapped in the face. Speaking of the acting, this is not too much of a spoiler, I hope, but there is a scene in the middle of the movie that is just Emma uh, Cruella, uh, that is just Emma Stone delivering a monologue into camera, (gasps) and it is fucking incredible. That explains it. I heard that the movie opens with a full-on Iago aside villain scene. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. it's great. It's Mm -hmm. so good. It's I I don't want to give away what it signifies in the movie, but like it's it's just it's you could like as she walked off camera. I hope she found a microphone to fucking drop. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I I hear the movie opens with a seventeen-minute voiceover section. Ah, uh, that might it be didn't true. Feel like it though. Yeah, it didn't because feel like a drag. Because so much is happening. It, did, it didn't mm, feel like the mm. opening to the yeah. uh, Avatar movie that my, that uh, the shitty one it was uh, all you exposition. Mean, you mean the yeah. thing that does not exist and there was just no a movie dream? dream. You mean the exactly. thing by M M Night Shyamalan? Whoa! Oh. No shame. Um. <sighs> so if we. Uh, I might end up seeing Cruella. I'm hearing a lot of mixed things about it, and I want to form my own opinion. So, honestly, if you it, can okay, see so, it free for Disney Plus, do it. It is highly enjoyable. Um, go like, into it expecting that it's going to be silly. 
Like yeah. it is, okay. it, it takes itself, it takes itself seriously, but doesn't at the same time. And it strikes that balance really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it is the kind of movie, and this was spoiled all over the internet. So I apologize if no, somebody hadn't heard this yet, but this is in that 17 minute opening monologue. It's not spoiling too much. It is the kind of movie where Cruella's mother was killed by Dalmatians. I uh, but the way they make that, that work, the way they make that work works really well. Works shockingly. Really well. I was surprised yeah. at how much I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, because it doesn't turn into, like, if the movie was, and that's why I hated Dalmatians specifically, <laughs> that would be one thing. But actually, they don't, this, I, I can only assume this is an alternate universe because this Cruella yeah, doesn't really hate dogs at all. Um, or, like, turn animals into things. It's, Honestly, it's just a, any movie in which she is more than a one-dimensional character would be a deviancy from the original character. <laughs> yes, right. and it would be right. a deviancy from Glenn Close's take as well. <laughs> That's true. Glenn Close, excellent at chewing the scenery. Yeah. Um, she was actually an executive producer on this movie, so I wonder if, if it was like... <laughs> So, want... what sort of pointers can you give me to be Cruella? And it's like, oh, darling, I thought you'd never ask. I wonder uh, if it's, like, I, my thought is that it's probably one of those things where, like, Disney signed a contract with her, like, she will play Cruella in perpetuity. And then they were like, uh, we're making a new movie. It doesn't star you. You want an executive producer credit? <laughs> Did they give her voiceover at all? Like, I don't know. Older I didn't now. see, I didn't uh... see her hear her recognizably in the film not like the uh mm. mulan tribute um yeah but... that was cool as hell that was cool that was as hell. so cool that was the but best part of that movie horrible movie we haven't seen um, that one either don't um, don't not worth okay but just okay. the 1998 one well yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, it's a timeless it's classic it's wonderful it. yeah yes. um but um I do want us to focus some time uh, because there are so many episodes to talk about and go over. We may not even but get what to if them all. We, we talked watch. about them. <laughs> what if we did? Talk about them? I am the watcher. I and observe this podcast, but never participate. I love that. I do appreciate that there's a building storyline throughout these episodes, mm-hmm. but that storyline is so small and piecemeal the point we're at right now is the watcher being like no i refuse the call to adventure i am above it which if we've anyone's read a comic with the watcher in it the the two things he does is say he never interferes and interferes interferes. yeah (laughs) so much so much interference it has been several weeks since we specifically talked about what if which means we should talk about two and three and four yeah okay so let's 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 start, start with, with let's two. Go in order, yeah. Two, T'Challa, Star Lord. Oh my oh god. god! Amazing. Um, this was oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there we go. Uh, spoilers. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. This Hello, spoilers. was a. This episode was an excellent demonstration of why T'Challa fits the capital T, capital K, true king motif. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows everyone who is in his life they all respect him they truly appreciate his leadership he does not require leadership and people still follow him um and he was able to prove that the only thing (laughs) that kept thanos from doing what he was going to do is meeting someone with enough patience to say 
But did you really think about this, though? I mean, well, what it's if it's definitely we... genocide? <laughs> well, no, no. See, that's what everyone else around him was saying. T'Challa's argument wasn't, you know, that's genocide. It's, you know, what you're trying to accomplish is easier and more effectively accomplished via other means. Yep. And he was like, <laughs> we can just damn spread that, stuff around. That twist yeah. of Thanos being a Ravager. I, well, I was I mean, like, so you happy. say what you're gonna say, yeah. Yeah, because basically we were all we were all thinking it, and then it just it was such a great like introduction. I was just like, thank you, world, for not spoiling that because it was just so beautiful how it was just done, and like it was just it was so cool. The whole thing also, I think, really hits this idea that Marvel is a story about imperfect people, where it. You know, if Star-Lord is Quill, then he is struggling with his own identity, his own conception of, like, masculinity and power and what responsibilities he has as a leader. This is like Luke versus Leia. Freaking T'Challa <laughs> has already mastered that shit by age 12. He knows exactly who he is and what the world requires of him, but placed a little bit differently vastly different universe yeah yeah um oh yeah the the character the different uh versions of the characters were excellent it was really good to see um karen gillam again oh yeah and i love fantastic seeing femme fatale nova it was so good and like so and until that moment because of the way that she's made up in the other movies I had not realized how sexy her nebula voice is, Ooh, but then when it was presented what? to me with that with that look, I was like, uh, uh, "Oh, yeah. like, oh, hey, Cha-Cha. Is, please, please call yeah. me Cha Cha." Is I, this I just, what? I also like... love the pet name of Cha Cha mm-hmm. for T'Challa. Like that is just so cute. And, hey, Cha Cha, oh real smooth. Yeah, <laughs> I. This I, must I've... be what it's like to not be attracted to cyborgs. <laughs> Maybe that's it. You almost made me spit all over my music production keyboard. How dare you? I'm not saying. <laughs> anyway, okay, yes. I've yeah. decided, based entirely on this episode and uh, that, and you know, years of watching interactions between Lois Lane and Clark Kent, that I want a uh, sexually sl- said and slightly demeaning nickname like Cha Cha or Smallville. So uh, go ahead and. Go ahead and start sourcing ideas, love. Let me know when uh, you've got I'll, a list. I'll, uh, I'll do some focus group testing. And <laughs> we'll have to get back to you on that one. That makes sense. Also, the heist. Holy shit. Yes. Um, the collector was the perfect target. The yes. multiple double and triple crosses were so good. Everything about it was juicy. And I love also, the weird doll lady who only got killed in the first thing, got a whole character arc, and to, like, murder him yeah. this time. It was so great. <sighs> so much better. Also, and that was also oh, the original uh, actress. <laughs> and Howard the Duck came back to yep. be slightly more funny, but and not really an, on. And, mm. and actually, like, have character traits. Yeah, like yeah, some ones. <laughs> Alcoholism. I wasn't saying Karen Gillian isn't sexy. I was just saying, oh, like no. underneath all I the patchwork stuff. <laughs> just for me, it there's no underneath the patchwork stuff. Definitely helps. 
So there are monster fuckers and you're a robot well, fucker. Well, no, see, see that's I am the... also a monster fucker. Mailing, please take this out. Don't take any of this no, out. No, take this out. Take I'm in a lot out. of uh, shit posting the... monster fucker groups. It, it, it's not necessarily just the monster fucking. It's that Jerris Jerris looks at Nebula in the movies and goes, "Ah, I see you are also heavily modified." Yeah, exactly. Jerris looks at Nebula and goes, "I could fix her." I would never want to fix her. She's perfect the way she is. In she's perfect that the way, episode. I was gonna say she's perfect the way she is by the end of like Infinity War. Let's oh, be clear. Yeah, sure, sure. Honestly, her entire like I'm not gonna learn how to play uh, paper foosball. Okay, I guess I won paper foosball. Yeah. Was so goddamn endearing. I uh, oh that's one of the God, things that's... that I've loved so much about Marvel is just the like in another in the hands of a different franchise nebula would be a one-off character in the first guardians movie and you would never see her again and instead and she like, gets a whole arc yeah and they make her important and they give her scenes with tony fucking stark who is arguably the main character of endgame like mm-hmm. and, and uh, those are character development scenes where she learns to like accept like the vulnerability of play yeah Yeah. and tony learns stuff from her too it's great it's really it's amazing um this episode i think all around crowd pleaser and because of that let's move on to the next one uh so we get a little bit of variety in here which never dies yeah yes oh my god ant-man kills the marvel universe honestly honestly though i'm kind of like y'all Invisible killer, yeah. who's really pissed off that his daughter died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, obviously, and have you guys not checked in on him? Like, come on! I know you're all busy, but like, I mean, it's it's Nick Fury. His idea of checking on him was probably like, "Hey, man, you good? Cool, bye." But I feel like Coulson, Coulson <laughs> yeah. would have checked in on the family members of like deceased shield agents you know until like but we have to remember that at that point in colson's career he was a lot lower on the totem pole true yeah that's true um i do really appreciate the life he got after i gotta say it was a fucking amazing to hear clark Gregg again and to hear him say complimentary things about thor's hair oh (laughs) my god i loved this episode so much for all the positive masculinity in it just and like, like yeah. men admiring men's attractiveness. Yeah. yeah. Well, but and like, the funny thing is, not can... in like an overly sexual way either. It was just like, oh it's my like, god, he's gorgeous. Like, yeah. Well, and all of this happened so close to the movies that we can just assume those conversations happened off screen in the original Thor. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we also like really get to see um, uh, Nick Fury at like one of his most masterminds, where he takes. The absolute sharp edge knife that is Loki with an army of Asgardians behind him, and he turns that focus to work for. I was so impressed with yes, how they but... wrote. And Fury then Loki this... fucked him over anyway yes. because Loki. I yeah. mean, it's Loki. Loki. <laughs> Fury, Fury had a pull in, pull in case of emergency thing ready for exactly that. So yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah. Loki isn't wrong. He did end all 
national conflicts, but only by conglomerating us into a single nation ruled by his iron fist. Yeah, so I don't you think that's going to last long. Loki ruling things, we've learned, doesn't work out well for him. No, no because no, he's not made for leadership. He doesn't really care about leadership. He just wants people to tell him, you good boy, you do good things. You good were job. made to be... Good to job, rule. you scary warlord. <laughs> yes. Oh, so I, I saw... So, um, Avengers Campus in Disneyland, they have, um, the characters just kind of walking around and interacting with folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not just like meet and greets. And so I saw a video today of, um, somebody running into Loki and Thor and they'd had a conversation with the Wasp earlier in the day who told them that, oh God, what was it? It was some kind of hilarious horned animal. Oh no, it was Dung Beetle. She called, she calls Loki Dung Beetle now, uh, because his horns look like he had Teta. Uh, and this, there's this whole That's back and cute. forth between Loki and Thor, like the actors who were playing them, teasing each other like brothers and like making fun of the new nickname. And uh, it was it was really fun to watch. I love stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's kind of I I don't know cute to see Thor used as cute's the wrong word. It is romantically picturesque to see Thor fridged for Loki. And to ah, understand yep. who yeah. Loki becomes because Thor is not there. That well, it, was fascinating. It's fun, too, because Loki's plan was always, when he sent Thor down, to have Thor die somehow. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. uh, In order to and then take over. Yeah. 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 And so, like, this is the universe where his plan worked. <laughs> yeah, it just worked out in his favor because you know sad i gotta guy. imagine that like one word came up to asgard that you know the son of odin's dead loki just goes okay okay <laughs> i will avenge him father yes give me an you army know. father and i will take care of this this yeah. is what i needed he shows his dad midgard and dad's like i've created a monster both of my children rule over terrible land. Oh my god. Um, something else about this. I feel it was hinted, certainly not confirmed, but hinted that Hope isn't actually dead in that world. And my theory is that they connected her story so much to her mother's, and the name of the episode is Hope Never Dies, that my assumption mm. is she is in fact in the quantum uh, realm and went there after her mom. That right. It is sense. probably right. just late to get back. Right, because Hank Pym does say that she, quote-unquote, died the same way her mother did. Right, exactly. Yeah. we established so, her mother isn't dead either. If yeah. they take us back to this world, I want to see her and her mother coming from the quantum realm and rocking Loki's shit. <laughs> yeah, be, I want to see, oh see some weird... Um, uh, some weird Avenger choices, too. Like, yes. yeah. I, I, one of my favorite things about what if stories is when they're like, okay, all the main Avengers are dead. Who gets recruited to be on the Avengers? And it's always like, you know, Ghost Rider. And like, <laughs> you know, although the current Avengers lineup uh, in the comics includes Ghost Rider and Blade, which I'm a kind of a big fan of. But... It's nice to see Blade running with the big kids and not always yeah. fighting Draculas. Yeah. Because <laughs> they could hold any job. It's so true. speaking of Draculas and like some crazy mystic shit, episode four, four. was oh my god, I, I have to like, say, strange needed, makes some choices. I, I needed like the therapy, please. Moments after that, because I was just like, oh man, that was that was heavy. 
I, I was... gotta say, I really enjoyed a lot of this episode, which is weird to say because I also I had a terrible time and I I'm very upset. Uh, did anybody else at any point during that episode just look at what was happening and what he was doing and go, "You could have used magic to prevent this. You have more magic than just go back in time. This didn't work." There, there are a lot of other things that could be done. Honestly, I really felt this story was going to be temporally interesting in that they were setting up for Strange to realize the problem is me. I yeah. am causing this woman to suffer. Yeah. The only way I can protect her is by being such a dick in our relationship that she would never even be connected to me at the moment this happens and the universe goes cool you have traded her life for your hands and then yep. it takes, and then us, it into takes us to the original the, right yeah i would but i thought that didn't. too and i would have loved that that would have and been I'm, dope i just i'm not upset because my theory didn't come true i'm upset because i really wanted this story to have like a meaning taken forward and mm. it felt so much like the whole thing here is that um, there's an aspect of Stephen that can intellectually learn, but cannot wisdom learn. I think... Um, absolute power comes into that yeah, as well. Yeah, I think yeah. the point of this episode, A, was that they wanted to tell... Because there was a lot back in the day of the comics um, of, like... Um, uh, of like the what if stories that were just needlessly dark because people could do that because they had carte blanche mm -hmm. to do whatever they wanted. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it was partly that, and partly they wanted to have an episode that would show how far the Watcher would not interfere, like the destruction of an entire sense. universe, and he still doesn't raise his hand. Yes, uh, and that universe became, as far as I could tell, the Reality Infinity Stone. Oh, it what? did become uh -huh. the red jewel-like, and yeah. Um, now I would—I'm not entirely certain that is our main timeline reality stone, but I yeah. would believe that when that happens it's to a universe, that. it produces exactly. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because uh, it is a reality. Therefore, you can use it as an engine to change your own reality. It's not using that power. It is a now closed off, non functioning system. Yeah, and the explanation it has all that for potential. The explanation That's for how cool each idea. of them was created was that each one came from a quantum singularity. This one came from Stephen Strange trying to change a fixed singularity point exactly. in quantum stuff. Mm -hmm. So do we think then, because we know the soul stone, you have someone has to die for it to exist. We know if th if we follow that logic, realities die to create the reality stone. Is every stone created by unspeakable tragedy? I mean, that would I make mean, sense. It would fit with oh. Thanos's entire um, um, theme. Um, okay, so oh, that's true for the mind stone, though. The Mind Stone took away other people's will in the first um, Avengers true. movie, yes. even to the point where people sacrificed themselves. Um, yeah. And it was only after that point that they said that the stone was developed where a mind could be created. They didn't link them, but they did say the Mind Stone had changed throughout the movie timeline. Mm. Um, I th don't know if that's true for some of the others. 
Yeah. I mean, did a space get destroyed to create the space? The cosmic cube? Oh! Yeah, one of the nine realms collapsed. Is that true? I don't know. Am I making shit up? You're making Um, shit up again, Arn. No. Yeah. Um... No, I don't I know think if you this are. Is oh, the, very... wait, hang on. What? The cosmic cube was at the core of the freezing device found in Jotunheim, right? Yes. With Loki? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that it doesn't in fact freeze things. It puts them into a null um, spatial state uh, where there is no possibility of movement or change. But but it creates The cosmic ice. cube was was with the was with the red skull and frozen in ice at the end of Captain America and then it came out when they dug up Captain America. I don't think it was in Thor. Oh. Is that And Loki was trying to um reclaim it. Yes. For things. Yes. Mostly himself. Yeah, mostly himself, <laughs> let's be real. But like I The casket I really... of infinite winters is not the space stone. Sorry about that. No it's worries. Okay. It's my misunderstanding. Um, yeah. But, like, the first two episodes of What If were, like, fun jaunts through alternative realities. And then they're like, now let's get dark, kids. Let's look and, at drama. And so I I was really thinking that episode four was going to be the zombie episode. Because, no, you that's know, next time. To, yeah, and I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Well, Mar- Marvel know, Zombies is going to get to always... see a cool Spider-Man in this one. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Zombies always has the potential to be an interesting story, but most of the time it's been done, yeah, it's been uh, not as not as exciting. Mm. Um, it's just been mostly like, what if Captain America ate people? Uh, <laughs> I would love to see a... Uh, a they would have to call him Hannibal America. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, we've already sort of seen what if the Hulk would eat people because that's old man Logan. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried for like just kind of how dark everything is getting, and also mm. the fact that they're leading into, um, the the doctor strange new the new doctor strange movie which is the multiverse and then also like the new spider-man have you guys seen the trailers for it oh yeah yeah. i didn't realize doctor strange was going to be a big part of the next spider-man movie i'm very excited by it i'm very excited by them taking one uh one more day and making it a good story yeah if you could (laughs) drop a few minutes to talk about this let's do it um the way that they made Stephen Strange ma- makes him look like a silly, weird Uncle Dad. 100% yeah. behind that. Again, uh, they I love make... the costume choices for that. The fact yeah. that he's wearing the cape with, like, yeah. a hoodie. And but like, it's, like, still pants? the same colors. So it's, like... It's so great. So great. The, they are going to wipe away everyone knowing about Peter Parker, like, something that was done in a cutscene through, like... To make it the impetus for this whole story. That's wonderful. What a great idea. Peter looks like a kid. I have heard people online being like, they're not letting him mature. He is not used to being Spider-Man yet, people. Like, this is child Parker. Peter Parker grows up in college. 
This is, yeah. It's so good to see him making these, oh, gee willikers kind of mistakes and stuff. Because yeah. it really feels like, you know, Peter Parker before stuff got really dark. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was talking to Mike and I was like, I understand Peter being like, yo, I cannot handle all of this heat I'm getting. Could we maybe like, I don't know, change that? But Doctor Strange is a grown-ass man who knows <laughs> about the universe, and he should have said no. Well, so Wong really, like, tried to stop him. Wong is yeah, dead. but like Wong has no power. <laughs> That's one um, of the things we're learning here is Wong definitely has seniority over Stephen, and Stephen does not care. Yep. Yeah, Stephen oh. gives no fucks. Yeah, like Stephen. Uh, this is kind of the thing. Stephen is a grown-ass man who probably should have said no. On the other hand. He fought to save the world together with this very young person who disincorporated, like, stopped existing for a while. They stopped existing together, but whatever. Uh, so there's that warrior buddy bond. And then there's just Stephen Strange being Stephen Strange. Yeah. yeah. I it's a don't combination have to worry of... about consequences because I am spectacular. Yeah, I'm it's a combination going to stick my hand in the engine of the universe, and if something happens, I mean, someone will fix it for me, I'm sure. Or I'll fix it, because I'm frankly a genius. <laughs> Mike, you were saying something? I, I think it's all been said. It was a combination of uh, uh, a, a, I want to take care of Peter, and I want to just do it to see if I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And I think I that's also... interesting, too, because at the point we are in the MCU, not only are we seeing young Spider-Man, we're seeing young Stephen Strange. Yeah, uh, true. They're both making stupid mistakes at the same <laughs> time together. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Stephen's only been doing this for a few years. Uh, yes. By the time, like, in old Marvel comics that Stephen's been around the block, he, he's been a... a uh, sorcerer for a decade we're nowhere near there yeah. by the way uh, i love snarky stephen strange uh yes. i i didn't know that was a part of him because the parts that i've seen of him have all been like by the holy hosts of haggoth um and reading his character in more recent marvel comics especially um so good. uh the oh god i forgot what it's called but the the book where all the students are learning magic at his school it's like Uncanny, strange academy strange academy, strange academy. Yeah. i should have figured that out it is he's just a sassy little bitch and it's great and i love him <laughs> he's kind of like this universe is obi-wan kenobi um mm. Yes. Something else is the way they're running the multiple uh, universes and bringing in older properties. I mean, it's incredible to see uh, Marino come back as um, uh, Doc Ock, but it looks like they're setting up for the Sinister Six. And what an incredible way to do it without ever needing background. Oh, yeah. if you just pull You're the Sinister an... Six from the different universe. That's genius. Yeah. I hadn't even yeah. thought right. of that. Cool. That'd be really and cool. There are a number of hints. Um, I feel like we have probably already seen the lizard and some of Electro's stuff. Um, I'm not yep. quite sure who all they're going to put in, but we definitely saw a pumpkin bomb. The Sinister Six in this moment would truly be like something Peter has never thought of even. Um, Especially if fighting. the spell didn't work, because those people are the ones that um, all know. Uh, all know, and <gasps> everyone right. knows. 
Uh, you know, actually, interesting, Jairus, was it you who posted the theory about, like, maybe the spell is is pulling in everyone in the universe who knows he's Peter Parker or something like that? That wasn't me, but I wish I had, because that sounds pretty clever. Um, I think that makes sense, that people who know he's Peter are coming to the forefront of Peter's, like, movement through the multiverse. Um I, I don't want to make too many guesses on how the spell works before I see it, but the magic in this um, episode, episode, magic yes, in, in this, this episode movie, of the Marvel well, movie franchise. Yeah. yeah. No, it looks it, incredible. Yes. But honestly, like just jumping on what Rowan just said, that's a hundred percent true of how this has been. Like, yeah. like Endgame was the finale of the season finale of like in a season of television that took 10 years to tell. Right. And that's, awesome yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely something i mean we've said it before disney is setting up a new paradigm when it comes to the business of making movies and we don't yet know if that paradigm's going to survive covid but we so don't know far, if that paradigm's going to work anywhere else because everyone else has been trying to do it and nobody's pulled it off oh, and i think because I've, everybody gets gets uh gets um i think because everybody else gets What's the word? Uh, impatient and tries to build, you know, a dark universe. Right. And or they run out of money. I did hear something yeah. about that, though. The quote-unquote uh, dark universe or monster universe might be happening on TV because um, uh, Jordan Peele just signed with Universal to do a horror, ser- like, multiple series for television. If I they end love up... everything about that. Right? Like, I... Ugh. Oh, Wait, so, so like the classic Universal Mons? That's not yet confirmed. That is assumption I'm putting forward because I want to be excited. Okay. Oh my god, Fair. if they redo the Phantom of the Opera, I'm going to be so happy, but he, they oh, probably man. won't because he's not really considered one of the classics, but he totally is. <gasps> Squeeze. He is. You can't do the mummy without the Phantom. If they had the mummy and if they had the mummy and brought in Brendan Fraser, hold on, I'm going oh to be in bliss for a minute here. <laughs> Universal does have the rights to that mummy movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, speaking of like awesome blasts from the past, um, in our movie night for the church recently, uh, we watched a movie I suggested, which is I Frankenstein. Um, and so everyone got to the point where pronouns becomes important and every trans person watching is like, oh my God, this is weirdly evocative. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, things that are oddly specific to, uh, the transgender experience, uh, has everyone seen the matrix teaser website that went live today? (laughs) The what? Yes. So So the teaser website for the matrix four went live today. There's going to be a Oh, right. I forgot they were filming. Just as Neo did into his old DOS system, type into Google, what is the Matrix? And you'll thank me. The Matrix um, for Resurrections. Okay. The thing I the thing I want to tell you about, and by the time this episode airs, the trailer will have aired, so we'll, we're actually behind the times. But um, they set up for the trailer by doing um, a uh, a website that shows you, uh, I, I would call them mini trailers, and basically you're presented with a red pill or a blue pill. Uh, and whatever you click on will show you a slightly different trailer. Uh, there's two voiceovers. Those never change, but the, uh, the clips you see change depending on what minute of the day you click on them. Oh, and I every know. single time yeah. it'll say like, so like oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so like the, if you take the, um, 
uh, red pill, you'll get a thing about like. Um, you uh, think it's ten a.m. Yeah, you think it's ten fifteen a.m., which is the actual time it is in real life. Yeah, right. and then if you click it. it two minutes later, it'll say you think it's ten seventeen a.m. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm trying it, to figure out how exactly they did it because they. I don't uh, think they made audio sampling. Maybe. Yeah. Oh no, that that part I know. But like, um, one of my friends the is saying link, instead yeah. of doing instead of doing a million. Uh, trailers. They might have. Well, no. Instead of doing, they did do. They definitely had somebody. Uh, they definitely had the actors who were recording these parts say all the numbers. Um, <laughs> you have to do that. But yeah. Okay. Um, what I was trying to say is for because it's slightly different trailers every time you click. Um, and so I don't know if they cut together a million trailers or if there's a program in the website that assembles the trailers automatically like a faith. Facebook birthday post, which is what one of my friends uh, supposed today, and I kind of love it as an idea. Which means that collectively, humanity may have seen the entire trailer in bits and pieces. Yes. Which is an excellent metaphor for what Such the Matrix, Matrix does. Thing. So cool. <laughs> That's so I, true. I hadn't even I thought of that. I am so excited about this. People are saying that they're hearing that the Matrix as a concept will be talked about more in the movie. And people are mentioning bullet time in some of the dialogue people have heard in these pre-trailers, which means that an aspect of this movie could be that everything that was known before is being kept from whomever these people are, and they will have to discover some kind of test group that they're in, in which perhaps machines or humans have said, okay, but let's try it so that people never get out or whatever. Who knows? They could be doing all kinds of stuff. I am so in. <laughs> I mean, of course you're in. You, you liked, you know, revolutions. So. I did so much. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, since we're coming down to the last uh, 20-ish minutes of the podcast... I am going to take my headphones off so that you can dig okay. into the real meat. Yes, let us let us. <laughs> and by the talk real about... meat, I mean Shidler. <laughs> Let's talk about all ten rings. <laughs> okay. Um... So ring one, uh, loyalty. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Ring two is perseverance. Yeah. No. Um. I have to say, I freaking love this movie. Like, oh my so god, hard. so good. And. What I what I really really liked about it is that it was an Asian centered film. There were two white people mm-hmm. in like the whole movie, but mm-hmm. like the Asian actors were not made to speak with like an Asian accent. They were allowed to speak with their natural voices. Mm-hmm. So like there wasn't anything put on. I mean like um, Tony Tony Leung. Uh yes. Who yes. played the dad? Yes. Yeah. The dad and Michelle Yeoh, yes, they have a slight accent, but that's because their native language is Chinese and mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. But like it wasn't it wasn't um like exaggerated, especially Michelle Yeoh's character. I didn't feel like it was your typical like let me put on an Asian accent so people know that I'm actually Chinese or whatever. Um so that was really great and also how they slipped in and out of speaking chinese and english i it was loved how really much naturally... of this movie was in chinese oh, because yeah. you know that there would be 
like there would be Hollywood executives who would be like, well, you can't make the movie in Chinese. No one will watch it. And obviously, $78 million says otherwise. Dickwad. <laughs> Well, but, yeah. like, I really liked at Katie's house how, like, grandma speaks Chinese, mom speaks a combination of both, and then the kids only speak English. That is very indicative of an Asian American household, right. especially if the kids are um, the first generation who are not immigrants, you know, like mm-hmm. they were born here. And so, but, like, everyone understands it. They just all speak their different languages. And it's just, it's so cool. And, like, I loved also that they talked about the Asian stereotype of being super academic and, like, excelling in everything. And they work as um, valets at the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco, you know, where it's like, oh, you're just squandering your potential. And they're like, I have a great life. So, yeah. It, it also really spoke to their friendship. It really yeah. made sense that they had that job um, because, oh, what's Aquafina character's name? Katie. Katie. Uh, Katie is obsessed with driving and very good with cars. And then um, they use it later in the yes. movie. Like yeah. it, it actually has like purpose besides the fact of like, oh, hey, she's just an Asian who likes to drive. You know, like it was just really, really cool. Um, it also, it. I think, said a lot about like who um, who Shang is. That he wants family and he wants a friend that makes him feel like he has family, and mm-hmm. that he doesn't have to worry about speaking up for what he wants because he has been traumatized into not speaking for his own individuality. Yeah. Um, the God. oh, also that scene with. Uh, her family was a beautiful mirror for the metaplot. The yeah. grandmother believed that the beloved dead was there presently with them, and all Shang had to do to observe that was move one seat over. That he will definitely do because her request makes so much sense. Vastly different than his father's belief. Yeah. Yeah, who's like, we're going to burn the village down. It's like, right. wait, what? And that was such an interesting thing about Tony Leung's character, because he was, like, he was never mustache-twirly villain. He believed things that were clearly wrong, and he was clearly being manipulated, but he was not... Uh, he was not a monster. He was somebody who just wanted to see his family back together again. He was a monster, and he got better. That's true. But then... Yeah. Well, (laughs) and, like, that's what I really liked, because... When they set up at the beginning, like, how awful this guy was, I was like, oh, no. Is this going to be, like, a situ- like a rape situation? Or is this going to be, like... Oh, that first you fight know, makes like, that not, not very certain. That not fight, <laughs> that yeah, fight exactly. was and so, so gorgeous. So sexy. And so you sexy. could definitely see the different principles. He is all power. She is not passivity, but all balance. It was yeah. so cool. It was yeah. it was a, a 
I, if I may go on a slight fight choreographer rant tangent here, rangent, uh, I, and I said this on my YouTube show about fight choreography this week, but I, I love when people use fight choreography to tell different kinds of stories than just anger and, and characterization. Because, yes, because it is, it, it is, yes, simulated violence, but it's not just that. And you can do things like this. You can tell people a story of people falling in love via kung fu. Yeah. Like, it's just so fucking cool and I, I that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie honestly that fight choreography it was, was so great. gorgeous I it don't know amazing. if that one was uh, Brad Allen it might have been um, the, the action designer for this movie was uh, Brad Allen who unfortunately mm -hmm. passed away this year mm -hmm. who did the uh, the fights for um, the Kingsman Scott Pilgrim so uh, he's, he was amazing he was such a so good at um, creating out of this world but still somehow believable action mm -hmm. sequences I still heavily heavily recommend that everybody go and watch the end sequence from I Am Number 4 uh, you don't have to watch the whole movie mm -hmm. I liked the whole movie but uh, it, the, the end fight sequence is the best super powered fight scene with teleporting I've ever seen yes better than that White House sequence with Nightcrawler oh yeah, not hard <laughs> oh a lot of people love that scene I agree it's good, but when it comes to teleportation fight scenes, there are definitely better. <laughs> and I think, uh, like, my absolute favorite thing about this movie mm -hmm. is that I personally felt that all the characters had dimensionality, you know, because, like, the dad easily could have been just like, I'm evil and I'm grieving, and so therefore I'm going to, like, go off the deep end, but, like, I actually believed that he had the right intentions, just horrible execution on the yeah. inten intentions. And like, I love the scene at the dinner table when they're all like, oh my God, he's going to kill us. Like, and he's just telling the story. Um, oh my God. What was the story? It's uh, of the, of the, uh, the Mandarin in Iron Man three. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like how he did all that. And it, goes over to the sister and she's like oh my god not this story again you know but yeah. like mm -hmm. and it, you could tell that like he's really proud of his family and and he really did love being a family man and so mm -hmm. that's why he's just lost now but like he's kind of going off the deep end <laughs> with it but like it was just it was so good it was so good and like mm -hmm. so beautiful and i will die mm -hmm. for morris Yes. Um, oh, the, like, one of the cool things about Morris is that that is an actual legendary creature. Yeah. With no face? There, there were, yeah, with no face, there were Kirin in this movie. There were foo dogs and dragons. Wait, like, was that a Kirin? Yeah, no, the horse. Is, oh, okay. The horse like thing is a Kirin. <laughs> and that just kind of like stared. Right. <laughs> there Those were some weird every horses. single fantastical thing in here, except for the big bad, is from Asian culture. And if I. Can I talk about the magic and mythology? Yes, a little please. Bit? Yeah, please. What I loved about this big bad is that was Nyar Lothotep. That was Lovecraft. It is literally. The creature Marvel wrote that in Marvel's background is Child of Cthulhu, and the name Dweller in Darkness is a name for Nyar Lothtep in Lovecraft. Oh, which that's great. 
Okay, um, that makes a lot of sense because I was like, this feels Cthulian. It is, and they were acting like those creatures do in those stories, but Lovecraft used all of that for Orientalism to make Asian people look like collaborators for these monsters mm-hmm. and all this othering, and to see Asian people outright destroy that kind of being was such an incredible rewriting of mm-hmm. a mythos story. I loved it just loved it um yeah also so many of the things in here like the creatures from asian uh, mythology and legends that it was incredible to see yeah um, those things yeah yeah um, like and i like that they brought trevor back i liked that he was i like yeah. that they have fucking sir ben kingsley as this bit comedy player in marvel who, movies now who doesn't okay. understand how planet of the apes works to this day yes <laughs> well and also like that must just be so delightful to be knighted for acting to yes. play <laughs> such an inept actor you know like he was just he was yeah. so great he was absolutely fantastic but like going back to the dad for a second please like i remember watching the movie and going like why aren't why didn't he just kill katie you know and it's because in his mind he's a good person and so like that action of being like so excited that his son brought a girl home you know like and not killing her bragging at dinner to her and bragging at dinner to her to like impress her or whatever Mm -hmm. um but still being asian and being like american girl like you know but like because that confused me at first and then i realized i was like oh that's that's him saying like see i'm not a bad guy i mean i'm a bad guy but that doesn't make me a bad Bad guy guy. um and then the fact that like katie had a place in the story yeah you know she wasn't just a sidekick a bard like place yeah literally mythic yeah Yeah. and so like and and like when they went to the the mythic land she wasn't like she wasn't really phased by it at all like i mean not a lot phases katie Mm -hmm. but like it it just it was so, so great to see like this exceptionally normal person stand next to this mythic person in this mythic place and just be like all right uh let's go i guess you know and and the fact that she was included in Mm -hmm. the end scene like it it just it was just really exciting to see that like it makes it's not just about shang yeah 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 it's a team they had a joint experience yeah therefore Mm -hmm. they're like they're a package deal (laughs) you know oh yeah very much like um well, Peter Parker and um, both of his friends who know he's Spider-Man now. Well, yeah. I guess everyone knows. Um, <laughs> what I loved, I, I, you may have already said this, but I loved that they um, uh, they included Katie in the end credits stuff, too. Of like, oh, yeah, yeah, Wong wants to talk to her, too. She was there and she was important. Yeah. yeah. Also, the way she was accepted into that village had a cool juxtaposition uh, when the dad talked to her, he immediately asks for her Chinese name and, like, writes her off. That's all he needs to know about her is that she does not speak 
her home language. Whereas the the village accepts her with no judgment that she is an immigrant, with mm-hmm. no judgment that she doesn't know these skills. All they see in her is first protection and then potential. Yeah. Yep. Which is so cool. And yeah. can we just talk about probably the best line that has ever been uttered in a movie? Um, when Ooh, like which? the old the old man in the village like shouts some insult at uh the mandarin and he's just like shut up young man and oh like, yeah that was very good <laughs> and oh, then so, the old so... guy looks down and he's like oh shit that's right this guy's a thousand years old <laughs> the uh, the best part about that is apparently in mandarin that that insult was uh i've eaten more salt than you've eaten rice or something like that apparently it's just like people who speak the language were telling me it's a savage burn in the original language <laughs> yeah well um, and it, it makes mm-hmm. sense because salt is something you eat sparingly rice right. is something you eat a lot of so yeah. it's but i i just ooh, ooh, i loved it and like with the authority that he delivered it i was like damn <laughs> like it was so good so good yeah mm-hmm. um but like the writing was just excellent. Oh yes. The choreography oh, was excellent. The writing was excellent. The way that they progressed the story was similar to a lot of different East Asian um, drama styles where we look back into the past and reveal in layers the same event so that our understanding progresses deeper into the story, not further into the story. Which I thought was also no other Marvel movie was made that way. Um, yeah. you, um, the closest thing to it would be The Last Jedi, and they only had one scene that was like that. This entire background building was so um, nuanced in modern um, East Asian storytelling, and I know that yeah. in, from listening to other people because i've read watched one k drama and two chinese dramas <laughs> yeah. so you're an expert i am not an expert i am a white person who loves kung fu and um much like many marvel fans got really excited about the character realized how racist the depiction is and then got really antsy about what this movie was gonna be like <laughs> no seriously seriously and like there have been um, people in the Asian community just being like, okay, maybe we can like have more authentic representation where like, let's have an Asian leading man and being Asian is not the main thing. That would be really freaking fantastic, but it is a step in the right direction and it sucks that we have to take that step and mm-hmm. that's not, you know, just kind of like there, but it was really cool. It was a really good movie. It was really good. It was, it was great. really good. It was fabulous. I it also just... loved it. Didn't hurt that uh, Silu Liu is very, very handsome. And he's yeah. also such a good guy. He's like, yeah, oh, I believe he's... it. Man, Asian mamas everywhere are probably like, you need to get a boy like that. Yeah. To... That's it... the boy you need. He will fill many calendars for many mothers' deaths. Um, <laughs> the one thing I want to talk about before we end is I love, uh, I love th- about the post-credit scene how not 
like superheroes standing and posing it all was like yeah captain marvel and the hulk were there but captain marvel was like i gotta go by text me like <laughs> like it was just such a human interaction for people who are oh yeah otherwise you know uh punching gods and such i also really like that they used wong here in that it yeah. accentuates that in this story, Wong is no one's manservant. Wong is a sorcerer who has sorcerer shit to do, and some of that sorcerer shit is to run uh, world wrestling style fixed fights <laughs> with abomination. <laughs> with the abomination, that's right. That was oh, so that great. was so good. That was so great because I was kind of like, what? And then like with the locker scene, and oh, it was just so good. I'm also not fairly certain, but someone certain that um katie might be expressed as gay uh not just because aquafina was but she saw silly liu without a shirt and her first question was yo what's up with this no, that no, was no, not no. her first she reaction had, i'm sorry she had the mulan moment of seeing um uh shang without his shirt like she kind of had a Ooh. but then it was like oh wait this is my bro like i can mm, no no so i i, I was very glad you. their relationship wasn't uh romantic too like i just yes. i agree they had a yes. cool friendship and it like the bus fight was kind of in many ways the first test of that you see how well they work as a team you oh god and the fighting was so dynamic so like, you that, almost that, never get to see scaffolding fights that work that in scaffolding fight three dimensions. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh, so good. So, so many good, good things. Um, we should probably invite Rowan back. If you yeah, have not let's seen this Rowan movie, sorry we uh We spoiled, spoiled it. all of it. Do, do watch it. I mean do we didn't say it. what the whole story was. So anyway, about Shang-Chi. <laughs> no. Uh, we enjoyed our time, but now it is time for wrap-up. Um, we, as we always do, we'll each take a, a little bit to talk about something we're nerding out about this week. Rowan, since um, no one got to hear your lovely voice for the last 20 or so minutes, would you like to go first? Um, I guess. Um, I <laughs> am not getting to do a lot of nerding out because I'm going back to school and very soon mm -hmm. I will be starting training to be a volunteer crisis counselor on the crisis text line um we're very grateful there are people like you in the world mm -hmm. Rowan. it's it's important work and it's a skill that i'm probably gonna need because a lot of young people these days prefer text over pretty much any other form of communication so if i'm gonna be trying as to someone who has skills, texted a crisis line before yep <laughs> yeah so that's that's an important skill that i'm gonna want to have in my tool set um but stuff that I'm nerding out about, I am still little by little reading through uh, as many of the books in the Fantasy Flight line of Legend of the Five Rings as I can. I recently finished reading the book on uh, how to be and play a Ronin in that society. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm moving on to the Shadowlands supplement, which is going to be all the Japanese horror stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Fun. Yeah, so I'm doing that. I got back into Destiny recently. They finally explained what's going on with Osiris. So that's great. Um, yay. Was the, yay. Was the rumor true without saying what the rumor was? Uh, I don't know which rumor. Uh, that he was secretly somebody spooky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Okay, cool. Because unfortunately, I'm never going to catch up on Destiny. I wish I could, but there's just yeah, too much. There, there's a lot, and they keep coming out with more of it, and like right. you can't catch up because they've made it impossible to go back and play the old stuff. Um, yeah. It's just very Understandably so. Like, like got, I got into... Yes, it, all of that stuff takes up a lot of processing power on their servers. Well, it's not even just processing power. It's, for those of you who don't know, Destiny removed a lot of the early game content from their game. Um, and the the explanation, which makes sense uh, as someone who works on a ten year old game with way too many pieces, uh, they they it, it was so much easier on your life as a smaller uh, agile development team to not have to do QA and bug hunting on the things from ten years ago that nobody's touched in five years that somebody broke by making an update to you know some new content. That is very fair, and also. Uh, I talk about processing speeds on the server because the moment they vaulted all of that early game content, suddenly loading times were real fast. Like, oh, I bet inter area loading times just went right on down. Suddenly, it was a very smooth, latency free game. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, been getting back into that recently. I'm going to run nice. uh the destiny 2 version of vault of glass next weekend um for the first time in my entire time playing that game even though i've played destiny since the first one in like 2015 2014 2015 yeah so that's oh and i'm nerding out on dimension 20 the seven mm. because it's we need to, we need to start watching the seven mailing and i have let uh, oh, he's in a puddle. Mailing and I have left the uh, let the uh, uh, factor that we still have four or five episodes left of Exandria Unlimited uh, make us not watch other things, and we should just watch other things. To be fair, you've been exceptionally busy. So busy. <sighs> really? What's got you busy, Mike? <laughs> so many things. Uh, but uh, for fun things that, to talk about on the show... Um, mm. Uh, I have just started reading uh, Tempest Runner, which is a uh, the new audio drama in Star Wars The High Republic. Um, it is uh, interesting. Um, I'm enjoying it, uh, but it also falls into some of the issues <laughs> that um, you get with audio dramas in general and seemingly Star Wars audio dramas specifically in that there's just... Uh, some like some of the acting is amazing and some of the acting is people who are like they heard they were doing a sci-fi thing and they they ham it up try yeah they ham it up too much that's it yeah uh as someone who's always looking for natural performances uh there's some voices that are perfect the voice for marcian Rowe or marcian Rowe, whatever it is uh is perfect um uh and there's some that aren't <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah i can go next okay. um so i have two things really quick uh mike and i just started playing through the latest um ace attorney well by Ooh. latest i mean the latest to us but in japan came out like hella Years long ago. ago yeah yeah so but uh basically it's uh victorian it, it takes time in the victorian era um where it's japan an ancestor has... of phoenix yeah and japan has just opened up to the um 
Europe and the Western world. And so it's kind of like a lot of cultural crossing and like Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. And um, Herlock Schloms is a character. Uh. And... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, don't mm. like that name switch. So, I, so Herlock the funny Shol- thing is, is that name Herlock switch Sholmes? is Herlock Sholmes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is that name switch is somewhat historical because yes. the author who wrote the Lupin series in France oh. wanted to use Sherlock Holmes and couldn't get permission, so he said, uh, uh, so he started using Herlock Sholmes. And, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. a really cool mechanic of this is um, Herlock is, you know, I'm the greatest detective. I know everything before it happened. But he is, like, so wrong on, like, so many things. And so, basically, the cross-examination that you're doing is basically fixing Herlock's deductions. And you guys do this, like, really cool little, like, logic dance sort of thing. And Ooh. it's... It's so much fun. Yeah, I'm so really enjoying it, it, but it's great. But we're also at the point in this current one where we're like, we know what happened, <laughs> but like the game is just like not letting us present that one piece of evidence. It's got to explain biggest, it five more times. And we're like, biggest oh, problem I have with that series. Yeah, but it's still the best book you're ever gonna play, and. <laughs> It's, it's a lot of fun. And then speaking of books, I just finished a really interesting... I'm, I'm still not 100% sure if I like it or not, but it is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet set in 1920 Shanghai. And um, basically the two families are rival gangs. One is a Chinese gang um, called the Scarlets, and the other one is a Russian gang called the white roses so it's also kind of playing off the war of the roses Mm -hmm. because the scarlets leave red roses the whites flowers Mm -hmm. leave white roses and it's kind of funny like that has also a shakespearean style yes poetry and uh what um so it's called these violent delights by chloe (gasps) gong and yeah and the sequel to it is called these violent ends and so yeah it's it's a really really clever uh title and basically romeo is called roma um mercutio is called marshall tybalt is called tyler you know so like she changed some of the names but like you know who they are Mm. um and it's really focused on juliet like juliet is the main character and she is badass She's really cool. Um, but like her and Roma have already had their affair. Hmm. But By then the time the story starts at the time the story starts. So they've already had their fling and then the families found out and then the blood feud like was taken to the next level because, mm-hmm. you know, she was ruined. He, um, you know, she was would, quote like, unquote ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Stoop to that level or whatever. And so they end up like killing each other's like mothers or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, really intense but there's also like a dragon in it that spews infectious bugs that make you claw your throat out oh and then yeah so like there's some elements where i'm like you had another story you wanted to tell and you're just using romeo and juliet as like a vehicle well i think yeah 
But like to a certain extent, that's also uh, how Rory Thorne destroyed the multiverse got written. They were like, oh. what if we what if we took Sleeping Beauty, but did it sci-fi? Um, yeah. And that, is that actually also, sounds kind of cool. Oh, There's also that be. whole Cinderella series of young adult books that take place on the moon uh, that are pretty I'm great. I'm sorry, what? Uh, there's a uh, oh god I can't it's remember what they're called. Cinder. Is it Cinder? It? Yeah. Oh, is it Cinder? That's what Cinder is. Well, there's okay. there's like a steampunk Cinderella called Cinder. No, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the steampunk one. Hold mm-hmm. on, I'm gonna type Cinderella Moon it's YA series. Cinder, Scarlet, some other. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, it it's an. Oh yeah, intro- it is Cinder. Okay, sorry. I read yeah. the first book and it was fun. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Continue. So these violent delights is really interesting, and part of the reason why I'm like I'm not quite sure if I like it. It's it's pretty well written, but some of it is just like really heavy handed and really kind of like shoehorned into the story. Mm. And that or it's just like completely out of left field where I'm like, whoa, what? Mm. Hold on. What? And also it ends on like the most epic cliffhanger. And I'm like, the second book doesn't come out on audio form until like next week. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I need to know what happened. So I guess Mm. I like it, but. I don't know. Yeah. So these violent delights by Chloe Gong, quite cool. Mm-hmm. Jarrett, so your turn. Um, I bought a dropout subscription because I got to pretty much Yay! the end of their Welcome podcast the content. I have to say, um, none of y'all told me that Allie Beardsley has a um, a pothead werewolf hack show. Where no, because we only watched one episode and said this is not for us. It's <laughs> freaking hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, season two of Unsleeping City is so good. The so storytelling good. is so good. I really enjoyed uh, Fantasy High. I wasn't Fantasy High had the interesting thing where I was like, I don't know about this story halfway through, and then after the halfway point, I was like oh, this is really well put together. And then in the last episode, I'm like, cool, GM's way smarter than I am. I never would have figured this out. Well done, Brennan. Wait till um, you watch the murder mystery one. Oh my god, uh, it's so good. Is that the mice one? Yeah, yes. mice and murder. Oh, I can't wait. There's so many of these things I'm really looking forward to. Um, I have been watching a bunch of Game Changers, so now I have contacts. I love Game Changer. Game oh, Changer so is good. so good. I've um, been here the whole time. Yeah. Game- Did you guys ever play that card game when we were younger called Mao? Where, no. like, you could not explain the rules, but you just had to, like, play the game and figure out the rules. And most of it was probably, like, your friend just kind of, like, making shit up. But like, you sure your dad yes. wasn't just messing with you? No, it but... wasn't my dad. It was all my other classmates. But like, there were actual rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you had to like figure it out. And every mm-hmm. time you like broke a rule, you had to draw mm-hmm. a card. Mm-hmm. And then like when I... you won, you had to be praised as like the king of Mao or whatever. Yeah, I, no, did I didn't play have that. that. I just tried to play Dome and Mahjong in FF14, and it's the same shit all over again. Go <laughs> like the Mahjong, Mahjong in you know, FF14. Yeah, you know how this works. Start playing. No, no, I don't. <laughs> Someone please explain this. And they're like, you'll just learn the rules as you go. You'll get used to it. And I'm like, no! <laughs> I actually encountered Mal as a drinking game in college 
when I went to Budapest and almost everyone in my house became alcoholics except for me. Um, I'm so although sorry. Although, I mean, it got close. I did start drinking that year because uh, that's when George Bush was elected president for the first time. Right. Um, oh, yeah. That'll turn you to drink. I. Yeah. It's funny. People walked up to me like, you American. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> In the street, like, which is you. the most outgoing I ever saw anyone in Hungary. Well, because none of them were Hungarians. Hungarians <laughs> would never approach someone they didn't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really enjoying Dropout. Um, the the roleplay stuff is good. The uh, TV show is good. I'm getting into some of the old uh, college humor comedy stuff. But what I'm really liking is, like, the table that they've built in many of these games. The shared narrative is way better than most D&D games I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a lot like listening to Campaign, because everyone there is, like, an actor and a comedian and is good at bullshitting. And sometimes the player bullshit is worth the entire episode which is one of <laughs> like my favorite let's play things um there's another show i like that does that very well um but i don't feel like i can um suggest this show for very, i'm not gonna say that but drop out fantastic uh five dollars a month is not too steep a price yep. um i may have a problem i am consuming it too much and too quickly that's me <laughs> Well, the good news is that there's actually a lot of it at this point because they've been producing it for years and each mm-hmm. episode like of the role-playing game stuff is two plus hours long. So there's easily a year's worth of content even if you're gobbling it as fast as you can. So. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the player bullshit stuff, just wait till you get to, I think, season two of Unsleeping City. There's some like... Mm-hmm. deep the heavy menace. shit that's like yeah. so but it's like so good and you're just yeah. like how did you guys come up with that like the metaphysics of it is very very good and i didn't expect this but uh one of the players is playing like a uh, kind of weeaboo white guy love soul caliber just the worst small goth yes and at Cody. one point he picks Cody's up a katana and the uh, Japanese American players, like I just gotta say, out of character, this it uh, this is infuriating to see the <laughs> level of disrespect. And they talk about it, and it became a plot point. I God, it's so good, and the way they talk about cities is an absolute yes. love letter. It is one hundred percent of what I'm about. So it's very cute that in that season they're talking about like this stuff that happened in San Francisco, and I'm like, if I were in San Francisco in this world, I wouldn't let that happen. I'd totally be a vox populi or whatever. I yeah, know. I love their stories. It it's it's good. amazing. Um, uh, you need to watch Misfits and Magic when you get the chance. I but. definitely will. Um, part of why I got into this is um, you won't hear this for a bit, but I have a character that I played in our thing that is very similar to Brennan's yeah. character in Misfits. And watching Misfits one episode was enough to show me we didn't play it the same way and to calm my fears that I yeah. have messed up in some way. Not um, at all. We took it yeah. in very different directions and both are very valid. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it's really good seeing these cool online people do online content. That's mostly what I am doing. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, um, folks, uh, 
if you haven't done it yet, uh, Steve from Blue's Clues has a special message for you. Mm. Go look it up. It's oh amazing. Oh my god! But uh, have the tissues because like yeah. it, it's yeah yeah. Um, when, I, when I stepped away, oh. I I went ahead and watched it, and I um I was not expecting to cry at Steve. My name is Mike Vadum. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Vengeance God, and please go f- go to LeagueOfSwords.com for all the information about the League of Swords. It's an awesome live-action sword fighting experience that we're uh, we're getting off the ground, and a lot of people are very excited about. And you can see nice. Rowan in one of the fights, and Jairus in several of the videos. So uh, it's a lot of fun, and I also have a weekly YouTube show as part of. League of Swords, where we talk about fights. So if you want to hear me talk more about Shang-Chi's fights uh, this week, uh, that's where you go. Um, cool. Mailing. Hi, I'm Mailing. You can find me on the TikTok at MLKitty1875. Sorry, I had to remember my handle. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, I mostly uh, make videos about how my cats hate me and um, just other things um but yeah you can find there me is, there there is a three-part series in how to make uh oh, excellent yeah. authentic homemade pho so yeah if, if you want to learn how to make a uh, chicken pho oh. um yeah i made a three-part series because i was just like i could do this actually tiktok is an amazing video editing app it like, is it's really powerful that, like it's so powerful they have like yeah. green screen and stop motion and it's so easy to use and i know they it's stealing in, my data yes they put an incredible like, amount of work into making a truly usable and enjoyable spying platform for your phone mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm i'm enjoying it immensely so um but now, yeah. if you'll excuse me i'm going to go set a wire a set a reminder of my wiretap yeah exactly. <laughs> thank you wiretap <laughs> Um, my name is Jaris Margopoulos. You can find some of my writings on theology and magic on firstchurchofthemorningstar.com. I am no longer the top thing on our blog as we have published, published some new stuff, but it won't take you long to get to some of my essays. Um, other than that, uh, please only reach out to me on my personal stuff if you know me. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rowan. Um, I have music that's on the internet. Uh, you can check some of it out in the SoundCloud link that will be attached in the notes of this episode. Uh, I also have a coffee account. If you decide that you like what you hear and you'd like to tip me for the time that I put into making it, uh, that's ko-fi.com slash S-A-L-E-I-B-R-I-E-L coffee.com slash salabriel I have a bunch Wonderful. of uh, cyberpunky video gamey kind of deets and doots that I've been told by people whose aesthetic senses I trust are actually pretty bopping so go check it, it out is. they are, they slap mm-hmm. gently and in the right places oh yes <laughs> Uh, Jairus, if they wanted to email us with questions or concerns or complaints about what we talk about, where can they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks, on Facebook at facebook.com slash theaceofgeeks. Uh, and uh, we have a new website, aceofgeeks.net, where you can sign up for our mailing list and get notified when new episodes come out and other things that we're doing. Uh, we have 
two more podcasts in the works. So if you want to hear about those first, mailing list is the place to go. Uh, anyway, um, uh, we will end this wonderful evening with our friends the same way we always do. <gasps> Hello, Hello welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast. podcast! That was an Ace of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.